Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. It is Thursday. That means it's time for Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets in studio today. Andy Brampernard. Mike Gelfand. And our special first-time guest, unemployed former radio star. Ray Eric. Beaming in from West Palm Beach, Florida. You're not going to call me a radio star? <laughs> well, you are. Yeah, another unemployed radio star. Another disc Yeah, that's job. right. Big-time celebrity <laughs> circle here. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Well, it's another year. What's new for 2023 at Walzer? Well, we're going back in time in a way. You bought a DeLorean franchise. Not exactly. Uh. The market's returning to normal. New inventories are getting back to pre-pandemic levels, and used car prices are returning to normal. So what's a 1995 Camry worth? Deep sympathy. Uh. Mike, have you considered something newer? Well, I would if it came with a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty. Hey, was that convincing? As if I knew what a powertrain was? No. It's major medical coverage for your car, and it's free with every new car and most used cars at Walzer. I hope you're also keeping your return and exchange program. Of course, people really like that because it means you can't make a mistake. Interestingly, though, we sold 45,000 cars last year, and we took back less than 100. Amazing upfront pricing, a free 150,000-mile warranty, a return and exchange policy. It's no wonder you sold 45,000 cars last year. To learn more, go to walzer.com. Can I add something? No. Andy and I are the only ones that are paying taxes on this group, it looks like. You know what we should do? We should invite everybody that Cumulus has ever fired from the original KQRS when they took over 10 years ago. There'd be no one left. <laughs> There's we'll, nobody left. I think we'll need a bigger boat. <laughs> Did you know that? There's not one person. Well, Tony's back, but he left for a long time. Right, yeah. Ray, do you realize there's not one person left in that building? Yeah, I can't think of who that would be. There's nobody left. <laughs> wow. Nobody. Yeah. The last time I was in that building, there was nobody left from anywhere. Oh, yeah. Well, during the uh, pandemic you were in there? Yeah. There was nobody in that building then. There's it no was doubt about sad that. coming back uh, when, when people started going back into the building. Mm -hmm. And they're like, come on back in and do it. And I've been doing it from home and really kind of liking it and getting yeah. used to it. Go in there and find that the place is deserted. I mean, yeah. none, of the, none of the camaraderie, yeah. no, none of the salespeople. I can't go see Eberts and hang out with him. I can't go bug, you know, O'Connor or whatever. But 
and then I go into the lunchroom, don't use the coffee maker, and I've got an engineer with a mask following me, turning <laughs> off the lights behind me. Oh, my God. Well, before we get into these radio stories, and that's why everybody's tuning in, Ray, it is a tradition of car selling secrets that uh, uh, guests the first time tell the story of their very first automobile. So you're up. Well, then. Are you ready for this? This is a real a hot we're, rock, we're rock, all sitting rock, down. rock star car that it was. A 1975 AMC Hornet station wagon with fake wood sides. Ready? Oh, <laughs> wow. That's a first. Of all the cars I've had, that was number one. So it's the, your parents' way of maintaining your virtue? We'll give them the well, Hornet wagon. Well, you know, I just got done uh, <laughs> demonstrating that my buddies had a 70 Camaro Rotten fenders, rotten floors, mm-hmm. but it could chirp them in a second. And I yeah. took my dad for a ride in it. And he's like, nope, trim a couple cylinders off before you even start to think. So my buddy totaled his parents' gro- family grocery getters. Uh-huh. And I thought, I'm, I'm always the guy that's got to save something. You know, try to, whether it be a stray cat or whatever, a stray car, I had to take and slap a new front clip on it for cheap and drive it and beat on it for a So you started working on cars as a kid then? Absolutely. Because I know that's one of your passions, and I don't know if everybody knows this, but Ray is quite the gearhead. I'm not anymore, but I know I can I can tell people what to do. And it's like I know what what to have done, but I quit getting dirty quite a few years ago. But I did. I know how to do it. You've got a collection of Pontiacs currently, don't you? I have got three Pontiacs at the moment. Um, I've you, got. You can tell us what they are. Yeah, I've got a seventy-nine. That was kind of a lead-in. Yeah, I understand. I'm just trying to think. Do them in order. <laughs> seventy-nine Pontiac Firebird Redbird package. So that's not a Trans Am. Love it. That's not a Trans Am. So you'd bring it to a car no. show. And people go, what the heck? Is that a trans? Where's the bird on the hood? And where's the T-tops? I go, no, no, this is more of a Jim Rockford girl car. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, a fun fact here, the Trans Am has been banned in Florida. And it why has? is that? I think I know where this is going. <laughs> because of the trans or the am? Oh. God, it took me a minute. That's very clever. There you go. Oh, don't tell him he's clever. Don't He'll, ask, never don't tell. Oh, He'll never man. stop. He'll never stop. No, that's, that's all I have today. So, so does that have the, the mighty, powerful 140 horsepower 305 V8 in it? No, this has got the 125 horse 301. Ah, excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it you know it gets it gets me up on the freeway. But I just love the car. I've had people tell me, oh, you should do an LS swap or do this, do that. I'm like, are you put a four? My son-in-law wanted me to put a 400 in. I'm like, yeah. no, 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 no. This is what it came with, and this is what I want to keep in. Yeah. You know, it's bone stock. I restored it to perfect bone stock. And then I've got the uh, because of one of your commercials, I went out and bought one of your cool cars from Walmart. Oh, I that's got, right. <laughs> bought an '86 Fiero GT. Now it's Ooh. nowhere near as cool as an '88. It's a cool car, though, still. It is. It is, Tom, because it's the V6 four-speed one. I wish yep. it was the five-speed, but it's yeah. not. But um, red, it's the right color. It's the right miles. One owner car. So, Tom, you, this was October, November? Something like that, yeah. We were talking about the cool cars on the morning show, and I said, you know, I always like to flip through them and find the odd things in there. I said, God, we even have an 86 Fiero. How cool is that? The next day, I get a text from Ray. At the dealership, thanks a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Talk about an impulse buy, because I had been looking for a... uh a Grand Prix GTP supercharged front-wheel drive okay. car. I mean, nothing. There was a gazillion of them around, and they were just throw. The SEs were throwaways, and the GTs, there was tons of them. And, yep. But the GTP is a little special because my dear friends and neighbors got a new one, an old one, which I was there when they bought it. Now, is that th- uh, supercharged 3800? Yes, it is. It's the same thing that's in the Park Avenue Ultra. Ultra, yep, 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 yep. So they got the new one in 01, and I was there, and I sat in the dealership. I beat the guy up a little bit and got him a free warranty out of the deal. They weren't going to, you know. So I thought 
I felt pretty good about that first buy. Hey, we don't do that at Walzer Automotive. Yeah, but this, no this, wasn't, this, wasn't, a, this wasn't a Walzer dealership. <laughs> okay. uh, this is back when the plaid suits were the thing. And this, ah, is, back in, this is back in 2000, you know, 2001. <laughs> and they got the car. She drove it 390,000 Minnesota miles Holy on it. So it Whoa. just started. A, original engine, supercharged. I mean, she wasn't easy on it either. So lead foot. Wow. Yeah. And uh, so when it rotted away and they wanted, she goes, Ray, do what you did to your Firebird. I said, I'm not putting fifteen to $18,000 worth of body work into a $5,000 car. Yeah. It's just, it, it doesn't make any sense. Let me find you a nice one. And I, 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 Tom, you and I have even talked about it. I have to procure cars for people. You know, many, oh, yeah. many years oh, ago, yeah. Tom said, I'd like to get a car of my birth year. Wasn't it 49 or? 49? <laughs> <laughs> Eh, well. It's twenty nine, not forty nine. <laughs> but whatever Jesus it was, but I'm like, oh, hey, if you ever want to search for a car, I love to hunt. Looking them. for a Hupmobile. I love to hunt them down, you know. And so I hunted her down. At first, I found one in Indianapolis, and I thought, okay, GTP. It's a two door, though. She wanted a four door. I'm yeah. like, all right, all right, let's see about. And I, I, they said it was rust free, and it was this, that, was the other thing. I to get to Indianapolis, I had to fly to Dallas. Dallas to Indianapolis. I get there. Buddy came along with me. I said, it goes on the hoist first thing. Yeah. I told them to tell Rocker panels are notorious. I said, they're glass transmissions. There's all kinds of things I'm worried about. Once it went on the hoist, I just went, wrong, wrong, wrong. One, one two, three, four things wrong with it. I said, no. And they got kind of angry with me. Huh. And I had planned to drive it home. So I didn't have any accommodations or I didn't have, any, <laughs> didn't have a flight or anything. So that's when I ended up just saying, screw it. We went to Florida. Ooh. That was a good bailout plan. Well, it was an easier flight home from from uh, Tampa than it was to get home from Indianapolis. Now, did you say glass transmissions? Oh, they're terrible in those things. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Oh, they're just they're bad transmissions. Oh, they're, yeah, they're, they're just, not made. They're, of no, they're no, just they just, oh, that sounds really it. dangerous. Yeah, no, just, they're just yeah. a way of saying they're just not very durable. Okay, all right. Yeah, I've never heard that saying. But I uh, ended up finding one in, in Atlanta. And it's a 99 that I got. So it's in my garage now, but 55,000-mile one, one-family car. Is that a coupe or a four-door? It's a four-door, but supercharged, silver one. Drove that thing back and had a blast. Yeah, a lot of fun. I had a buddy of mine's dad had an Ultra. That was a nice car. All right, that's my next thing on the radar. Well, kind of on that 3,800 supercharged platform would be a, an Ultra because what a beautiful luxury car. But still, a, I think that whole 3,800 platform is going to start showing interest in the collector uh, arena a little bit because of the age and because they're so fondly remembered. You know, and they're they starting to collect 70s and 80s cars now. It just kills me. Well, that, have you noticed? The piles of shit ever made. <laughs> oh, they are, absolutely. I mean, what they call it, the Malays era? Uh, yeah, it is, just, but but it's got to think of it about the age groups that are interested. That's I right. Mean, I mean, an '85 Chevy wagon now is worth 15 grand because I, I, somebody grew up in one. Insane. I know, and and, and I these Meekum and and and, and Barrett Jackson auctions are ruining it for car lovers. I think really. I mean, it makes for great television and watching it or following it or maybe a good vacation to go there. But have, it, have you ever been to Barrett Jackson? No, I have and, not. Either. And uh, just uh, just last week when I saw that a. Chevy pickup went for 174 grand for a square body. And it's it's a, it's a, that was a $4,000 truck about five years ago. I, uh, I missed it this year. I always enjoyed watching it when Sarah and I, my wife, uh, first started, uh, dating. Actually, I think we were just got married because we were living together and we didn't do that before prior to our, uh, wedding. I I was watching Barrett Jackson. She comes downstairs and goes, What are you doing? She goes, Watching a car show, it's about uh, it's auctions, it's live auctions. 
well, don't you do that for a living? I said, yeah, but this is different. It's Barrett Jackson. She sat down and <laughs> yeah. got up four hours later, and now she just loves it. It's a, one of her favorite shows. But I, my favorite one to watch, so the, the big, they have several Barrett Jackson uh, auctions uh, throughout the year, but the big one is in Tempe, right? And mm-hmm. it was just last right. week. And all the big hitters are there on Saturday. That's when you get the multi-million dollar bids. But my favorite day to watch it is Sunday morning. Because all the big shots are gone, and all the weird stuff runs, and there's some buys in there. Uh, Tom, you know our good friend Tom Ryan, uh, Paul's cousin, uh, is a yep. Ferrari fan, and he also has a John Deere tractor. Two years ago, at Sunday morning at Barrett Jackson, I saw the perfect vehicle for this guy. I almost would have bought it if I could. It was a 1959 Ferrari tractor, and it sold oh, for God. and it what? was blood red. It looked <laughs> brand new, and it sold for twenty eight thousand dollars. I'm like, that's gonna. I don't know what old tractors are worth, but that has to be worth more than that. Tractors are worth a lot of money. Just, but a Ferrari tractor. I've never How, heard of a Ferrari tractor. Uh, yeah, I think tractor. they made them for two years or something like that. There's a video that came out a while back, and it was this big barn find up in central Minnesota. And I forgot what it was called, but I've, I can search it when I look. It's like 500 acres in Minnesota or whatever it's mm-hmm. called. And it was a row of turkey barns that they, they kind of was an abandoned deal. And the, and the weeds and the trees had overgrown everything. And I look back, I'm like, I am so pissed. I knew that I had a 65 T-Bird for 21 years. Swingway steering wheel? Yes. The fat man's friend? Yep, yep, awesome. yeah. Turquoise, triple turquoise. Oh. Really cool looking car. And I had it stored in one of those barns and the roof fell on all 390 the 390 or 429? 390. The roof fell on all the cars. Oh, no. The, the snow collapsed the entire place. Oh. And I remember going up there and just seeing this hundreds of cars and RVs parked in there. And, I, and this idiot who had let it sit like that for over two months before he told anybody because he was trying to get his insurance lined up first. Oh. So it had been these cars were covered in snow and the roof and the beams and all this junk. And, and that it, it made me so angry. But I saw that because he had a car, a 56 Mercedes-Benz 190 SL. Oh. That I wanted for the longest time out of that thing, and I kept offering him a little more and a little more. It had 1982 tabs on it, so the guy had never driven it. It had been sitting in his that's barn. That's a Gullwing, right? No, no, that would be a 300. Oh, that's right. That's this is just a little cheap one. Yeah. So I'm, cheap. I'm thinking, I, I got up to the, I got up to like seven grand on my offer because the thing hadn't been run since the 80s and it was the wrong color. And it, 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 I know that once I start digging the paint off it, I'm going to find seven problems. Seven grand, you're a robber, you know it. I tried. Well, at the time, it's going to, well, it's going to need 25 grand in body work, you know, and I yeah. hadn't been running. And he goes, what lug nut off it do you want for that kind of money? And he just wouldn't do it. Well, then I'm, I'm at my house one day on North, you know, Minneapolis. I get a call from a buddy who lives not too far away. Was the guy, the hooked mutual friend that is the mechanic for the guy, he goes, Ray, I think he's going to sell it. He had it flatbedded down here to Minneapolis, and it's in my garage. And he wants me to get it running. I went, no way. So I went over there, and I'm like, there was no brakes, none. But I took it out and drove it anyway. I said, well, downshifting and handbraking it. I drove it around. There's a video of me driving it around northeast Minneapolis, like I'm pulling all all smiles. Did that have mechanical fuel injection on it? I don't recall. I think they did. I don't know enough about that car, but I remember driving it. And the guy ends up going back up to the turkey barn, back into its place it was, 
the, the barns fell on all the cars. That one was spared. Oh, and on God. that video, that's their biggest find. It's these guys, famous guys that go around to barn finds. Yeah. And they're all excited. They're showing all these cars that I knew well from, because I'd stored my car there for yeah. five or six years. So I knew every dusty Imperial in the back row or whatever. And they're like, but this is our holy grail. This is the one. Uh, 1956 Mercedes-Benz 190. And they're showing that same car getting yanked out of the garage. I'm like... I'm Were they old. willing to pay more than seven grand? <laughs> yeah. I never found out what they what happened to the guy. His name was Howard, and and I never he was a former U of M if, professor. If that car is restored, it's worth a quarter million dollars. In fact, no way. That car is probably worth seventy grand done. What are we talking about? Andy looks 19, up ship on the internet for old guys. Episode SL. three. No, that thing's not. That's the, SL. Yep. yep, that's the lowest, cheapest one they made. Andy's like a computer tick. He suddenly came to life. Yeah, yep. yeah, exactly. He smelled blood. <laughs> well, I was, yep. I was gonna. I have a question from the audience. Uh, Civilian Dave would like to know if something's wrong with the show uh, because we're talking <laughs> yes. about cars. I, I know this thing. won't last. <laughs> <laughs> Civilian Dave, when did he take that moniker? A couple days ago, I think. Huh. Not, not long. Well, civilian, he is a civilian now. He's no longer a police officer. Oh, he retired, yeah. huh? Yep. Well, congratulations. Yep. Uh, no, Doug's right. Some of these are going for 250 For a Whoa. 56, 190 56, SL. 56, 190 SL. They got a few of them on Hemmings, whatever that is. Yeah, that's like premium. That, that's... that's, uh, that's we're talking a, like a number That's three, a number three condition yeah. is what. Really well, I said a nice restored one yeah. in my defense. Yeah. Uh, there are a couple. There's one here for sixty thousand. I don't know what number three is, but I would say this is probably a bit worse than that. Mm-hmm. I think it has bullet holes in it. <laughs> <laughs> and you but were ready to condition go. Condition excellent. And you were ready to go all the seven thousand. Well, hmm. I kept inching it up. I got well. This was this was twenty five years ago. Yeah. Okay. Well, you that's know. fair then. That, you know, you were probably pretty close to the money back. You could have yeah. said this was last year. Yeah. No, this was many years. Given ago, the inflation. So. Yeah. Because I, I had the opportunity in the late 80s to buy a, a Pagoda, which is the 60s version of the SL, um, for about six grand. And they're, those cars are over 100 now if they're nice. Right, right. And I'm like, $6,000, that's way too much for this old Mercedes. Well, see, I, I thought I was a big shot. Age 20, I was working down the dial from, from our pal Tom. I was at one, Hot Rockin' 104 doing the morning show baby. with Mindy Collins. She and uh, I did Mindy. Mo- yeah, we did mornings together for like nine months. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just, you know, they just, we felt like big shots, but it just they probably just couldn't get anybody for that kind of money. So anyway, we did it, and I had it at that time. I was 20 years old, and I remember I turned 21 on that morning show, and I had a 79 Eldorado Buritz oh. at the time. And I want another one. I had a of those. 79 Toro. Yep. It's the same car, but just not nearly as nice. The Brits was, that had the, um, the stainless, top. stainless steel roof. And the really nice, uh, you know, like the, the interior just looks like something out of a funeral car or something. Yeah, the extra it's kind of like top. a French whorehouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really want to have that Red car back. Velour. And so a buddy of mine says, hey, I see one. And he sent me a link to one. That was on uh, on a website, and I and I it, it's actually available in Florida with forty six hundred miles on it, and I called about the oh, thing. Oh, it's a three hundred and fifty, not a forty one hundred. No, that's the thing. Yeah. Seventy nine is the only year it had an old three hundred and fifty okay. fuel injected in it. Uh, it didn't have that crappy forty one hundred. Didn't have the diesel. Didn't have the V eight six four. It had God, a real engine. GM, that was right. The <laughs> oh, Cadillac was the worst. All their every model they had had some experimental crappy yeah. engine in it. Three Except different things. That a four six eight, so it would manually shut off 
cylinders to improve mileage. Which they do that, all, all day long now, but they didn't have the technology for it then. Diesels, which they just never built the engine. They took a gas-powered engine and converted it to diesel. Oh, come Those on, you get maybe for thirty, forty thousand out of them before, and then they, before blow they blow up. up. And yeah. then the aluminum forty-one hundred that well, would blow-out main bearings like crazy. Yeah, that and they either lasted or they didn't. Those were ones that I've never did. seen one that they lasted. They rarely did. I, and my dad had one that went one hundred and forty thousand, I think. We take them in on trade, and a friend of mine uh, taught me how to appraise them. You just put them in, in first, stand on the brake, and then give it gas, and within three or four seconds, you hear bum, 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 <laughs> the main bearings are bad in them. And... Yeah, that's what made that thing, that 79, such a sweetheart, yeah. though, because it had power, it, had, it was reliable, and it got economy. Yeah. I, 20 I, miles of the gallon. Yeah, mine were, nice I had a it. 305, I think, in mine, or... Yeah, it would have been right. Yeah, And it was pretty good. And yeah. a front-wheel drive car and a heavy one, too, so yeah. it was good in snow. The one, I just showed Doug the picture of it. <laughs> so I called about it. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're starting high. They're shooting high at the beginning. Forty-nine nine. They want for that seventy-nine Cadillac. Fifty thousand yes. dollars? <laughs> no, forty-nine nine. Oh, I see. Okay, <laughs> you are a car guy. That's not fifty grand. It's only forty-nine nine. I told the lady, I said, "Can you find me one about seventy-five thousand miles on it for thirty grand less?" That, then yeah. We'll, then we'll talk. You know. So that dream was over quick. You'll find. Okay, I was jotting this stuff down. I got to catch up. I got to go back a little bit because I wrote down. The interior looked like a hearse, and then Doug replied, yes, just like a French whorehouse. Well, my tomorrow was, it was sort of like bright <laughs> like red, what? and it was velour. Oh, yeah. And it had buttons in the velour, mm. and it was just... But, oh. A hearse or a whorehouse? Which one is it? Well, I'm sending you the picture now. (laughs) (laughs) All right? I'm sending it to you. Tell me. I just sent you the picture. I had a copper one of these. Doug really does get around. Yes, I. Yeah, he does. That's true. Whorehouses all over the God, world. That's nice. what I'm famous oh, for. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I'm not trying to change the subject, but I'm going to click over and get get the uh, message from Ray. But I want to read to this to you first. <laughs> not the whole story, just the headlines. Uh, there's a uh, the Seattle Kraken have a band called um, Who Is She? Is the name of their band, and they just fired them. Uh, Seattle Band says singing about Jeff Bezos being a total jerk ended the group's three-game residency early at the uh, city's NHL arena. They worked for the team for three days. They were fired. The Kraken suggested that the Kraken is the team, obviously. Mm-hmm. The Kraken suggested it was not the fact that they went after Jeff Bezos. It because they were always drunk and unprofessional. Well, that I can believe. <laughs> <laughs> and they and that was a shock to them. Yeah, really. <laughs> that was a shock to a rock and roll band, wasn't it? I think that's a, they were always drunk and totally unprofessional. Oh, okay. The, the uh, rock and roll years are kind of over. Yeah, they kind of are. Unfortunately, the music is not uh, doing all that great right now. But did you send a Gmail or Hotmail, by the way, Ray? I sent Hotmail. a text. Oh, you sent a text? To, oh, I could just pick up my phone and look at it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Very professional. Oh, there you are. There's your name right there. Oh, my God. Look at that. Isn't See? that beautiful and gaudy See? at the same time? So what do you think? Funeral or whorehouse? Take your pick, I Tom. think somebody died at a whorehouse and is being buried <laughs> in it. That's what I Very think. Very diplomatic. <laughs> supper club. <laughs> yeah, 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 supper club. Yeah, supper club. <laughs> Looks like a supper club. Uh, i got to ask you guys a question. This is Car Selling Secrets. Um, I took my... Um, my the air conditioning went out in my Mustang. I have a 2013 Mustang, which Doug Sprinthal found for me. Actually, a listener yes, found it. <laughs> well, a listener found it, but yeah. well, you directed me to well, it. No, I bought it from it the dealer. It was you. He, he, I, I called him up, and he goes, "Doug, never met you. I was wondering when you were going to call." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. But in any case, 
So yeah, 2013 uh, Mustang. It's in it's in pristine condition. I mean, just the air conditioner needed a, a redo. By the way, uh, that's a little spendy. I don't know that there's any th- such thing as cheap car repairs anymore unless no, you do God, it yourself. No. But Dougie, two G's. Oof. Oh, two that's grand. probably about right. Everything's a thousand dollars now. Must have needed. That is a, true. A well, lot. I've got a contractor working at my place right now, and he has a, a 2019 Chevy pickup that his uh, windshield washer fluid light kept staying on. He brought mm-hmm. it in there, nine hundred bucks. Had to, replace, had to replace the entire windshield washer jug, the pump, the sensor. everything, yeah, everything is oh. everything is nothing's modular and, anymore. And everything had to be like dismantled <laughs> under the hood to get yep. to it. Everything is di- everything is like as a unit. Can I take turn off his windshield washer? I For that, I can buy a tenderloin steak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had there a 09 go. Mercedes CLK cab, a convertible, and the windshield washer pump went out of that. I was amazed to find an aftermarket pump for on Amazon for $8, and it took me about what? 30 minutes to swap it out. Get off my show. Oh, this is your show. Never mind. I can't kick you off. That, uh, I can't even kick you off your own show. Hi, I'm Kevin Jonas Sr. You might know my sons, Kevin, Joe, Nick, and Franklin. Our lives have been filled with family, faith, and phenomenal music. And now I want to share some legendary moments with you. This is legendary, and I lived it. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find the legendary I Lived It podcast on every major podcast platform or watch us on YouTube. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button or more information you can go and visit storicmedia.com tom here for years you've heard me talk about my friends at north american banking company they have great online and mobile banking options plus friendly employees who are always ready to help and with their location in maple grove now open it's even more convenient for me and my family go visit my friends at any one of their six twin cities locations or go online to nabanco.com to learn more why not bank with my banker North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. The one, I had a Mercedes, I had a 500 SL, worst car ever owned. I've heard that, that they're absolutely just brutal. There was way too much stuff on Oh them. my God, over-engineered and everything. Yeah. And it was a little older one. I, I, honestly, it was from my... When, Earlier days, you know, back when I first got on at KQ, I thought, you know, I went to the auto show and I saw. How much it. money did they pay you? you well, that's what I'm saying. No, 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 I'm, not, I'm saying the early. Mike, Mike, you did you good? make Mercedes kind of money on the on the queue? I just got started I, with I, this story. No, I they barely had, was, made uh, Camry money from 1989. <laughs> but they had stanchions around it at the auto show in like 1991, yeah. 92, and I thought, oh, someday I'll have one of those. Well, it wasn't until like 2010 I got one, so. It, it was just, I bought it, and it was, you know, of course, pretty reasonably priced yeah, at the cheap. time. You know, at the time. So it was within reach. I thought, I'm going to finally get that car I wanted back when I back in the early 90s. I'm going to buy this 500. Black on black, both tops. Great, you know, looker. Yeah. Five liter, automatic. Just every time it had some little issues, huge money to fix. They had some active suspension on them that were... Notorious it was all failing. hydraulic. Yeah. And so even the hydraulics to, to lock your glove box. Hydraulic wow. door locks. Yeah. 
So if any of that fails, then you're in real trouble. Yeah, well, then it starts to leak. And what happened was, Andy, was the, it, it, one of the, any actuator would start to drip, and I'd replace it, and then it would find another weak spot and right. start dripping in a different place. And by, when I got to, like, the fourth drip, I said you know, the worst one was the plunger that pulled down or, or that moved the convertible top down and flipped up the tonneau cover and all that. And it was behind the door but in front of the rear wheel, so the entire uh, top system had to be removed from the car. Part was 1800 bucks plus installation in those days. And I'm like, oh, gee, another... So it was like another four grand trip to Feldman's or whatever it was. And I'm like, oh, I've done enough. Then when the other side dripped, I got rid of it. Yeah. I said, I've had enough of this, this thing. The odometer quit working. When does that ever happen? Had to get the well, old had to get it, the it cluster happens, rebuilt. It happens all the time at Walser, right? No, no they we go don't back. Do that. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. Can you still reverse a car to lower the miles on it? Uh, no. <laughs> Only on Ferraris? Oh. You know, in the old days, I, I know some old car guys, most of them are long since passed, but that was a standard part of the reconditioning process on Lake Street. <laughs> Did they, what, they had a name for that. I don't know what it was. Uh, they called them clockers. Clockers? Yep. Okay. Because yep. they would clock the speedometer. <laughs> And one of these guys said, yeah, most of those guys didn't live very long because their whole life they spent upside down, you know, their head and <laughs> blood rushing to your head. But, yeah, you'd uh, put some snappy shine on the tires, 50-weight oil so it doesn't burn oil, and spin the odometer back. <laughs> now we're down finding out what the secrets are. That was not at Walzer Automotive. I know where you like all these little disclaimers. Was, I, I don't think 55 years <laughs> yeah, ago. I don't think you've been able to do that in a car for at least 40 years. No, it's not. <laughs> uh, I'm dating myself, but then who else can I go out with? <laughs> it's true. Jeez. I'm I dating forgot about this myself. kind of humor. <laughs> Me too. <That's> girl fan. <laughs> hey, there you go. I had forgotten. That's a record. We did 30 straight minutes on automobiles. I People know. Are gonna, yeah, that's the first time They're going to expect really? this kind of content for going forward, and it's just not going to happen. Usually it's like migratory patterns of butterflies or some completely random yeah. weird stuff. I, I was sitting here just watching the, the dopamine surge to, to my right and across from me. Yes. <laughs> not left, though. And that's fun to oh, talk no. about cars. Well, you know, I jumped into the Mopar <laughs> ring now, too. No. Well, uh, yeah. Well, I had that, that 30 Model A. I invited Is Tom. Is that the to... one that killed you, almost killed your dad? Yes. Tell that story. And it's funny because I invited, <laughs> I invited Tom. I remember sending him a text. I go, Tom, because I didn't think I'd have it very long. And I, everybody that rode in it was scared to death of the car. And I'm like, yeah, I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I took a few people for rides. And it was, yeah, it was a 1935 window coupe. And it belonged to a friend of mine for many years, and I and I always wanted it. You know, it was like the one Milner drove in American yeah. Graffiti, but it was, you know, a different color. Jeff Beck had three of them. Yeah, he's a, he's I mean, a big car it, guy. It, Little Deuce Coupe is about that. Yep. Hot Rod Lincoln is about one of those. I just wanted one, and all my I thought this I have to own one once, and this one had history. So my buddy Dwayne had it, and he bought it in like 1994, and it was just a few years ago. He passed away. And I knew he was on his way out. And how do you tactfully tell somebody? Remember, before yeah. you go, that car. So I was. I managed to tell him, hey, I saw him at Walmart or something, and he wasn't looking very well, and he had cancer, unfortunately. And I said, hey, I was watching American Graffiti again the other day. I love the soundtrack, love the cars. Right away. Of course, I thought of you. Um, hope I'll see you around, see you at the next car show or whatever, and just kind of drop that in there. Wife calls me after he dies, and she said, are you going to come to the funeral? I said, yeah. And I get there. And, she said, uh, you want to go back to the 50s this year? And I go, I don't think my 79 Firebird's going to work yeah. right there. Um, <laughs> and, she, and she says, well, let's take the coupe. You drive. And so I'm like, I've never even ridden in this car. I just mm -hmm. admired it from afar. And finally, uh, we were going to do that. 
but just a few days later, she goes, no, I'm going to sell it, and here's why. I want you to come over. i got something to show you. It was a letter the, the, the husband had written to her. Here's what you do when I die. Here's what you do with the house. Here's what you do with this. Sell the car to Ray. Wow. He had actually had it in oh. writing. So he had, yeah, he put them in writing to do that. And I had a number in my head. She spits the exact number at me. I'm like, oh, is this meant to be? And I drove it home the next day. And I had it. It was going to take my 90-year-old dad out for a cruise in Coon Rapids Boulevard. And I go pick him up. And, you know, it's 475 horsepower at the wheels on the, oh. this thing. And it, with it's a, a lot of Gs. With a 2,500-pound car. With four ten gears, yeah. so it, it likes to go, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so I bring him to the gas station, and he goes, "I can't get my seatbelt done right." So I get out of the thing and walk around and go help him with the seatbelt, and I'm walking around. All of a sudden, the thing's moving, and I hear him go, "I think we're moving." The thing's in reverse, and I'm not in the car yet. Oh! I try to jump in, and it takes off, and it almost runs me over, and, and slams into a concrete barrier, and totals the back of the car with him in it. Well, that's the poignant part of the story. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, he was he was shaken up and he bumped his head on the back window and cracked the back window and the, and the rumble seat door came up into the back of the car and wow. it was really crooked. So it just slipped into reverse, huh? Yeah, I think uh, somebody was in early stages of dementia might have slipped it in. Oh. And yeah. then denied it like a small child. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. Uh, I suppose it's a floor shifter of Turbo 400? No, uh, I, uh, um, the... Um, What's, I forgot the number, the four-speed overdrive that everybody oh, uses. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. All the mechanics listening to the show Everybody right now knows going, the one I mean. It's a goddamn 750 750R4. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> that was the 750R4, yeah. So, um, yeah, it was really unfortunate. With a modern shifter in it, so there's no, you have to push a button and yeah. pull. It wasn't, didn't just drop into reverse. And I saw the security camera footage, which I have a I have a flash drive of, and you could see it almost hitting me with the back bumper as I'm diving wow. out of the way. It's, it was, uh, but I ended up rebuilding the car my way, and everybody that saw it was really happy. They go, "That's exactly what Dwayne wanted to do with it." That right? I changed the color and made it a dark purple black color. But wow! Finally sold that car off, and um, I got a '74 Dodge Challenger to replace it. A little more, uh, a little more civilized to drive. 74. The last of the first body stuff. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it just got... Why the look? Well, I mean, 74. It was, it was over by then. <laughs> Are you out of your mind? Well, I mean, the, the car looked nice, but there's just no go by 74. Oh, Andy should be uh, Googling these by now, if you right. would. 74 Dodge Challenger. They're just It's the first, last of that first body style. They're going up, my friend. That's why I paid a fortune for it, too, really, but... I'm watching them. It's a okay. driver. All right. I'm actually going to run it through the body shop in March. My, my body guys that did the Firebird, all my other cars did the Model A. He's going to do a, It needs a freshen up. It needs rear lower skins, and it needs one front fender. But the floors and everything else are perfect. And One owner car. 340? What's it got? 360. 360. Yeah, it's 360 rally, four-speed with the pistol grip. Yeah, there's one on Hemmings. Look at that. We're plugging Hemmings today. Probably shouldn't, I suppose. Yeah. That's all right. None of us can afford to buy stuff on Emmys. <laughs> no, it's not a it's not a competitor with. Walter. No, it's it's usually where the creme de la creme gets advertised. Nah. There's some tra- there's some junk in there, but most of it's just some pretty top flight pedigree collectible cars. You know, it's it's none of those cars by today's standards. My 2022 Camry would outrun even the best of the Challengers of, oh, that, yeah. of that era, but it just it was still the best the, one of that year. Dodge Caravan has 300 <laughs> horsepower now. They do. Oh, I know. <laughs> they do. Yeah. yeah. 
But it's God. just a, the nostalgia part of it and how cool they are. So I mean, speaking of which, you and I had a very similar car. I had a 77 Celica liftback, GT liftback, and you had a... 78 coupe or something? I had a 78 coupe, I had a 74 coupe, and a 73 coupe. So I was looking on some user group, and there it's like the Celica fanboy club from the 70s. And one guy's like, yeah, i got to get my hands on one. I had one in the day, and the thing just drove great, and it was so fast. And I'm like, so fast? <laughs> and I looked it up, 0 to 60 is 13 seconds. I was going to say 14. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 13 seconds. That's it's like, like a, a bicycle uh, can go 0 to 60 faster than yeah, that. Yeah, you could. But they were just so fun to drive. Yeah, they, really they were, were well-made cars. Super, and they super really, reliable, just yep. rust buckets, though, yep. beyond belief. But it was, it was 73 coupe is what kept me out of probably out of jail or trouble as a, as a youth. So Tire Carver says 700R4 is the transmission you were talking about. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I said 750, didn't I? 750, yeah, yeah 700. R4, that's right. Yep. We'll get a lot of car guys that listen to the show. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. is weird because this is we never talk about You know, I'm, I'm picturing all these gearheads who are listening to the show, but the problem is eventually the image changes and they're all naked. So I, I think they're very Great. excited Thank right you. now. Well, generally, you don't work on cars without clothes on, although you can. You know, <laughs> you know you take a really hot shower afterwards. My first job in the car business, me and a buddy of mine, he was a few years older than me, um, bought a wrecker and we would go to police auctions there was one in st paul and then graham's towing had one in minneapolis and we'd buy old junk cars and we'd part them out well steve was a tough guy and we got to the point where we could pull the engine out of a car in less than 20 minutes I and mean, we just had Ooh. it down it was mostly using the blue tipped wrench or a torch he'd go <laughs> underneath a car in the summertime with no shirt on and start, he'd get this metal frags on oh, his skin, no. and he'd just sort of brush it off and just keep going. I hope he's never gotten an MRI before. No, I don't, yeah, <laughs> well, no, I, no. I have a mechanic. He's a brilliant mechanic. But about once a year, he winds up in the ER because he's been uh, he's been working on a car, and he winds up with uh, metal flakes in his, his eyes. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. 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 That happened to me once. I wore goggles. You're kind of supposed to wear yeah. goggles, I would think. The closest but. I think I ever got to this was a couple of shots of Goldschlager. <laughs> Internal in. goggles. Oh, no, I got Goldschlager in my eye. <laughs> flakes and flakes <laughs> and this stuff in my body. Is, is that actually gold? I'm guessing not. I think it is. It's probably it? like it glass is. or something. Yeah, I think it is. Boy. No, let's they see. put a little gold in there. I wonder. Yep. Well, they this do. is off topic, but I could still, since we're talking about ex expensive drinks, what's that? Louis? Is it Louis the 13th or Louis the 14th? I think it's 14th. Well, whatever. That Louis Yeah. The Louis the 14th cognac. And I was down at uh, Manny's, I think it was. Uh, Morton's, that's not there oh, anymore. Morton's. Morton's Steakhouse. And a friend of mine right. goes, I'm going to treat you to the fanciest steak. Let's go to Morton's. That guy owes me money, and he's going to buy us dinner. So we go there, and he goes, let's get a shot of Louis. And I said, all right, whatever. I don't know anything about it. And Mix it with Coke? No, but he puts it, sets it next to me, and I look at it, and he looks at it, and he's looking at it all lovingly, you know, and then... I just take and shoot it, just and I made and I made this Windsor face like oh, whiskey, and he goes, "That was a hundred and forty dollars shot of cognac. You're supposed to sip it, not make." Oh, yeah. I said it just tasted like booze. I'm sorry, you didn't have. I didn't care for it that much. Sorry to wreck your day. But. Yeah, that was. I know a lot of people that was. It's kind of a show off. Thing. It is. It's like eight thousand dollar bottle of yeah. cognac, or no, Not impressed. I think it's even more than that. It's over ten grand now. No, there's diminishing Ish. returns. Things don't get more delicious as they become more expensive after a certain point. I think it's like you know right. a ten dollar bottle of cognac. That's going to be gross. Yeah, hundred dollars going to be good, but a thousand dollar probably isn't going to be much better than the hundred. So it's you know. You know, I used to. I do. I do. I do a, I, 
don't really drink hardly at all anymore, but when I do like red wine, nine, ten bucks, that's enough. I'm, I'm fine. You know, I, a Ravenswood Zinn or whatever for ten bucks is always good enough. There you go. You know, it's fine. Speaking no, of You know, it's gave me a great memory very quickly. Oh, okay. Uh, you brought up uh, Morton's. Yep. You know the reason that went out of business, right? No. And this is a true story. Everybody, most people don't know this, but uh, Morton's went out of business because Minnesotans, for some reason, will not walk upstairs or downstairs to eat. They won't do it. <laughs> I remember it was downstairs. It was in the basement of that building. Why, why, do, you, that? why do you think that is? I have no idea. They will not walk down or up a flight of stairs to eat dinner. It's just weird. It is weird. I it don't just really seems understand. unnatural, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know. Probably yeah, because after, the, after dinner, they're so drunk, they, uh, you know, they're afraid of falling down or up the stairs. Also, I wish I knew who had this photo because there's a, there was a photo of, uh, you know, that was back when KQ had the highest ratings in America. But they wanted to take a picture. You know, they take a picture of public figures and stuff and hang it on the wall. They do that at all the oh, all sure. those steak places. But in that picture, I was in the center. Alan Dorfman, who's now dead, was in the, on one of my uh, on my right side, and Cliffy, who's now a woman, was on my left <laughs> side. You know how much I'd love to have that picture. That's I mean, other the fact that Alan's dead, but you know, Cliffy now uh, now a woman. That'd be kind of a cool picture to have, don't you think? Yeah. I don't know if I'll ever. Find, I don't know where I'd ever find the thing, but yeah, I found that fascinating. I just, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it, it, Minnesotans will not walk down a flight of stairs. There, there's something about, and there, the same thing happened over at a, a hotel in town. Mm-hmm. You had to walk down, or if you take an elevator, it's okay, but if you have to walk downstairs, they won't do it. Because hmm. I'm running through restaurants in my head, going, God, I can only think of a single restaurant that has stairs up to it. I forgot what it's called. It's some Italian place we used to go to like 20 years ago. In, in Minneapolis? I think yeah, so. Shakey's. Yeah. That's exactly yes. right. We Shakey's. <laughs> well, the, you know, nope. the favorite restaurant of both uh, black people and Jews, oh. you, you, know, you know what restaurant that was, Tom, back in the day. It was called Plitman's, yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> well, the, the Nankin. That it was oh, the Nankin. Yeah. You're absolutely. Oh right. yeah, no. And you could walk up. Yeah, you didn't have to. Like well, Nankin that's what I'm too. saying. Yeah, you had you had the upper level there. Yeah, and, but they uh, didn't go up there. A little wanderer's <laughs> punch. Like you right. said, all the Jews and the blacks would go up there, but nobody else. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> What's the problem? <laughs> I, I seem to remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought that place had, had a pretty thriving business right up to the point they closed. Yeah. I don't remember Nankin. the place. Nankin? I remember it always oh, yeah. being locked. No, it, Nankin did very well. It went through various Loved permutations, it. but what killed off the Nankin was... When they moved into the city oh, center, oh, the city center, and then the cash register was hooked in with the uh, with the with the giant city center computer because yeah. they took a piece of the action. Uh, so oh. there was so when it was you know so you couldn't actually just well I don't want to go into that Tom but uh, you know what I'm talking about huh? yes I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about <laughs> <laughs> the old neighborhood Mike yes. Andy do you That's know what I they're talking say. about no. Andy doesn't know what we're talking about. I'm lost. I'm I'm raised lost. I'm just saying there was a way. There was a way in those days when you could perhaps uh, get around the IRS. Ah, yes. Okay, then. I see. I'm not not saying that they did that. I'm just saying there was a way. No, no, you're absolutely right. You know what I miss is the days when uh, radio used to give away cars as big prizes. Or had ratings. Or had (laughs) had ratings. These days, the lowest end car is God. 
fifteen thousand at least, yeah. right? Well, you guys did something. Well, you had a lot to do with it. Well, I thought that was a really cool giveaway, and it was about what four or five years ago. Ray went out and found two old Corvettes, not super collectible, but like late seventies, early eighties. Well, that was a completely different program, but yeah, you, but know, that you, bring cool. that, you brought so, that one up. That yeah, uh, Scott came to me and the program director said, "Look, it's the only good idea." Yeah, he goes, I, oh, that's he cool. Said, Scott, uh, if you're he goes, listening, goes, just kidding. Well, it started. He wanted to <laughs> it, it, when uh, Tom, you were about to have an anniversary, and he goes, "Ray, let's get an '86 Corvette." I go, "No." Oh, yeah, I remember that. No, 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 no 86 Corvettes. Let's not insult the show by getting an 86 Corvette. We don't want any <laughs> C4s. I'm sorry. He goes, well, what do you want? What's the best? I said, we want to get a Grand National, a Buick Grand National. And he goes, I have no idea what that is. I go, but everybody else does that yeah. drives a car. So if, if that's the best car of the era of American muscle cars. Yeah. I would, do you agree? I would agree, yeah. I, in 87. It, it, would kind be the, of thin competition, quite honestly. Well, there it's isn't like any. But the if best you're gonna, ice skater in Texas. Right. It's, the but it's still the Grand best National. in the Melee's area. 87 yeah. Grand National, 86 would be the one to go with. And we ended up not doing that. He goes, well, I, I want to, I'd really like a Corvette. I go, all right. Well, he goes, well, can you get two of them? Um, I've got a, here's a budget, 30 grand. You can go find two cars. I'm like, are you out of your mind? You want two <laughs> yeah. cars to present to winners for 30 grand? Oh, and we want to pull five out for internet ads and this other stuff. I go, and I'm going to want another five for, uh, you know, repair stuff on it or things we're going to have to do to them because they're not going to be perfect. So I went out and I looked at 20 Corvettes probably, and I did find two halfway decent. Yeah, they were decent C3s. cars. Yeah, I mean, I found a, uh, the, the Pace Car one, and yeah. I found, then I found the Red 4-Speed one, and they were both pretty okay. But the coolest part about that promo is the winner only got to keep one and then had to pick who they gave the other one to. Right. And that was kind of a neat thing. And I'm actually Facebook friends with Jim, Jim John. John is Jim the guy John won, and yeah. he gave the other car to his dad. Yeah. And um, still, there's, they still have them. Yep. And stuff. In fact, I remember I wasn't quite done doing what I wanted to do to one of them when the cars actually got given away. The uh, the, uh, the the pace car wasn't quite up to par yet, and so I took and had about five hours of alignment done at it at my alignment shop after they won it. Mm-hmm. They gave me the car back, and I took and had some stuff done to it with my guys, and they got it back much happier. But before that program years ago, uh, the fantasy garage. Now there you're talking. <laughs> with, that was wonderful. They would, uh, you get a lawnmower and a weed whip and yeah. a new grill and a boat or whatever, mm-hmm. and wave runners and a car or a motorcycle or whatever I could find. And they would, it was back in the Disney days, and they'd just say, here's a check, go find something. You know, this brings <clears> me back to that sad day in 1984 when I almost got a brand new Cadillac. Oh. But I couldn't solve the puzzle. I remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought you had that from top to bottom. I really Oh, did. oh that hurts, yes. <laughs> yes, from top was, to bottom. Was that the phrase? That, that was, I see that what was Tom the did one. There, yeah. That was the phrase. And, you know, the, the funny thing is, <laughs> to this day, I still think back of how my life might have changed if I had gotten that, yeah. that Cadillac. Yeah. Well, what was, the, right. what was your guess? <laughs> uh, there was no guess. Oh, you just stood there playing? I just, I, I. You know, if you don't know, days, you don't know. It was a lot harder to solve the puzzle in those days. You don't get all the all the clues you get today. 
No. Yeah, and and I had, I was like you know it was like seven o'clock, eight o'clock at night. I'd been there since eight in the morning. Oh, because you when you're this is a, starting to sound like a myriad of excuses. <laughs> when you well it is <laughs> things were harder. I've been up all day. Hey, when those, so. were, was low. those were the old days. It's hard days. to think when the humidity's that high. Oh, I tell you. <laughs> No, I mean, you know... And Vanna had that one top on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't get me started with Vanna. I was so Vanna. close. And... Uh, <laughs> uh, that was wonderful. Oh, you're not going to tell uh, Ray the rest of the story, huh, about how I had to do all the physical work uh, from you being on that well, show? I just figured I'd hand that one no, off to you. No, don't worry about my feelings. Don't, Why don't we don't take a break it. and well, let's do our commercial. Hi, I'm Kevin Jonas Sr. You might know my sons, Kevin, Joe, Nick, and Franklin. Our lives have been filled with family, faith, and phenomenal music. And now I want to share some legendary moments with you. This is Legendary, and I lived it. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find the Legendary I Lived It podcast on every major podcast platform, or watch us on YouTube. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. For more information, you can go and visit storicmedia.com. Well, it's another year. What's new for 2023 at Walzer? Well, we're going back in time in a way. You bought a DeLorean franchise. Not exactly. Uh. The market's returning to normal. New inventories are getting back to pre-pandemic levels, and used car prices are returning to normal. So what's a 1995 Camry worth? Deep sympathy. Uh. Mike, have you considered something newer? Well, I would if it came with a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty. Hey, was that convincing? As if I knew what a powertrain was? No. It's major medical coverage for your car, and it's free with every new car and most used cars at Walzer. I hope you're also keeping your return and exchange program. Of course, people really like that because it means you can't make a mistake. Interestingly, though, we sold 45,000 cars last year, and we took back less than 100. Amazing upfront pricing, a free 150,000-mile warranty, a return and exchange policy. It's no wonder you sold 45,000 cars last year. To learn more, go to walzer.com. Can I add something? No. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant oh, yeah. oh you want to do your commercial yeah all right so who's right. Uh, who's on it Tom, me, and MG. All right. I will Gelfano's on it as mics. well. All right, hold on. i got to bring it up, and we'll All be right. good to go. If you know what I'm saying. Oh, uh, God, why is this taking so long? <clears throat> so what else? Talk, talk to me for a second while you're doing this. Actually, you did me a favor by doing it right here. So it all works. Jesus, this show's more than half over already. That's because we've got a great guest. 
So when you guys talk well, about takes. cars, you just, well, you guys do know a lot about cars, though. That's a big part of yeah, it, don't you think? I think so. All right. I do believe you <clears throat> sent that to uh, Gmail. Yep. I thought so. I'm clicking on it right now, and big there butt it daddy is. Big Daddy 66 at Gmail. So, so let me ask you a question. Directly. Let me ask you a yeah, question. Big daddy. What, what is my motivation here? To get through the Ooh. commercial so we can go back to the show. <laughs> Sorry. In that case, I'll be in a hurry. <laughs> it's a very fourth wall motivation. <clears throat> Would you like some levels, Andy? No, we're good. We're good. Been going for All right, you guys minutes. ready to go? Yep. Yep. All right. Well, it's another year. What's new for 2023 at Walzer? Well, we're going back in time in a way. Uh, you bought a DeLorean franchise. Not exactly. The market is returning to normal. New inventories are getting back to pre... <laughs> Try to start it again, Tom. No, I, I do one take. That's it. That's all. Yeah, Come on. There's a shiny I nailed, I nailed for you. that one. You did. You I, did. That's you what did. threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice. All right. You ready, Andy? Boy, the enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's another year. What's new for 2023 at Walzer? Well, we're going back in time in a way. You bought a DeLorean franchise. Not exactly. Uh. The market's returning to normal. New inventories are getting back to pre-pandemic levels, and used car prices are returning to normal. So what's a 1995 Camry worth? Ah, uh, deep sympathy. If you consider driving something new... Uh, I would if it came with a 10-year, $150,000. Okay, now I screwed up. You, you know, you put 150000 and I'm just going to say dollars after it. It's, All right. it's in my DNA. Let's try it one more time, and if we screw we this just, up, no, we'll we just edit up. it. We can pick up. No, now. we can't pick up. Forget uh, it. we got to do it top one to bottom. One take wonders. Here we go. I had to work top to bottom in there again, and you talked right <laughs> over it. Damn it. Okay, you ready? Well, it's another year. What's new for 2023 at Walzer? Well, we're going back in time in a way. You bought a DeLorean franchise. Not exactly. Uh. The market's returning to normal. New inventories are getting back to pre-pandemic levels, and used car prices are returning to normal. So what's a 1995 Camry worth? Deep sympathy. Uh. Mike, have you considered something newer? Well, I would if it came with a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty. Hey, was that convincing? As if I knew what a powertrain was? No. It's major medical coverage for your car, and it's free with every new car and most used cars at Walzer. I hope you're also keeping your return and exchange program. Of course, people really like that because it means you can't make a mistake. Interestingly, though, we sold 45,000 cars last year, and we took back less than 100. Amazing upfront pricing, a free 150,000-mile warranty, a return and exchange policy. It's no wonder you sold 45,000 cars last year. To learn more, go to walzer.com. Can I add something? No. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> I think, Tom, I think you almost said 150,000. You are correct, sir. <laughs> I almost did. And you know why? Because it said we sold about 16098. I know. I just like, how the hell did that get in there? <laughs> <laughs> like, oh God, is he going to get that one? But you oh, did. Oh, you know what? I was oh, I man. entered that by mistake because I was. Uh, it's a Microsoft code for my email address. Anyway. Oh yeah, it it's a two-stage multi yep. MFA. Anyway, I have a, a, a radio comment. Maybe we can steer this away from cars and into radio. Oh, yeah, no, so, so we're good I with the spot. Yeah, no, it's fine. 
Sarah okay. and I oh, were uh, talking the other night, and for some reason, I started talking about the be- W A Whale, the beautiful whale. And she goes, "What sure. the f is that?" And I said, "You don't remember the beautiful whale?" Easy ninety four. Right. W-A-Y-L. Oh, that was that was my question. I couldn't remember the uh, the frequency. I said, "Yeah, it was basically music for dentists." Ninety three seven. That's for ninety three. Really, they called it. W-A-Y-L? I said, yeah, pretty creative. So. Did I tell you I, how I got into Twin Cities Market Radio? I Mm-mm. was working in a small market. Well, what was the small market? Amory, Wisconsin. That is small. Yep, yep. Um, in fact, uh, like- yeah, I wanted to, you know, I thought, I got to get into, you know, Minneapolis. And I thought, I'll just, oh, I saw an advertisement. A uh, promo person wanted a W-A-Y-L to drive their whale, that big blue right. whale in the parade. <laughs> Which is actually sure. in South St. Paul. It is, on Concord. If you drive on Concord. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know the place. The guy and collects, it says, he's uh, got a wienermobile and all this weird Must stuff. be able to drive a manual, because that was an El Camino with a three-speed on the floor underneath that thing. And so top-heavy as can be. And I said, like, well, I can drive that. Whatever. I'll drive it in parade. So I show up at WAYL there on, on Cliff Road, and I walk in, and it's, oh, I interview at like 10 o'clock. And so is that where, is it Patriot Radio is now? Yes. Okay. Yep, yep. Right near and, the driving and U100 place. had been in there. Yep. I mean, that was a famous radio building. And so I walk in there, and I want to get a job as the whale driver. And there's this guy with a box full of records, and, and he's being kind of shoved and pushed, and there's people kind of swearing at each other. And there's this scuffle going on right in the entryway as I'm walking in. And they go, uh, you were here for that whale thing? You ever done it on, on air work? I said, yeah, a little bit. I've got a few hours under my belt. You go on middays on on the AM right now on Tumpy ninety. They just fired the midday guy. <laughs> so, okay, I walk in there and I went on the air and did about a year and a half at that place. So you showed up to drive the whale and got got the midday gig on the AM. Yeah, and I did commercials for the FM, but it was uh, AM Comfy nine eighty. So by today's inflation rate and everything else, what what could a guy make at a job like that? Oh, I don't know. I made a living. I mean, it was just enough to, yeah. you know, to eat okay and, you know, and still stay in the business. Yeah. You know, have enough hope to keep trying. So it wasn't that horrible. But that was that was a long time ago. Yeah, but the guy, he'd been known for l- losing jobs because he couldn't, he'd never follow format. He would just, I'm going to play my own what? music. I'll play my own records. <laughs> so. Why wouldn't you follow a format like I do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, we should do a show someday, probably about get Ray in here, a couple other people, and do radio stories. Gelfand, you'd be great at it. Stories about being in the radio business, Mike. What a nut house! Oh man, the characters. It was like a Fellini movie. Absolutely, except a really stupid Fellini movie. Well, there's that, but (laughs) but you know, enough enough. We don't need to talk about the general manager. Oh, I love it. (laughs) No, we're talking. Yeah, so where did, where did you go after them. whale? Uh, where did I go? I went to 104. So they had was, just, that, was that the one that, that sort of lurked over the, the highway there? The swamp one? there on Eden Prairie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Eden Prairie, yeah. 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 The towers yeah. are still there, I think. Yeah, I know it was a fun little building to work in, except a lot of critters would come in it. And so many of the people that worked there liked to go out and kick open the back door and go out and have oh, a smoke yeah. or something, and then snakes yep. and things would come could, in. Could we... Jesus. Do you think, Tom, the time is right now to tell the story about what our program director did to those poor folks? Ah, uh, that was kind of cold because... Uh, yeah. The moving van thing? Yeah, yeah, the moving yeah. van thing. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and tell him, Mikey, it was wonderful. <laughs> it's, uh, Tom, you got to tell that story. Well, this was Peter Bourne's first day, right? Was it? Yeah. Oh. It was his very first day at KQ. 
because he's told so me the story before, and it's just. <laughs> I was gone from there, by I the way. I want to hear the story because I don't, you know, I, my perspective is limited here. So here's the deal. April 16th, 1986, uh, I take the job at KQRS. I was living in New York at the time, but Catherine told me we were going to have Andy. We were going to have a baby, right? That very day. You knew that story, right, Andy? I took the job at KQ the day I found out that yep. you were going to, you were conceived, mm-hmm. right? So I get back there, and I, I get in there, and everybody's like, literally, I see, I, you know, remember those old uh, kind of, I don't even know what you'd call them, that little metal rod with a sharp point on it, and you'd put messages over it? Oh, yeah. In other words, you'd poke through the paper. It's like a spike. <clears throat> and every message that I looked at was, what the hell did you hire him for? That guy's failed everywhere he's <laughs> ever been. Right? It's like, well, I don't know about that part, but... Yeah, so we get there, and the ratings just keep going up and up and up and up because of everybody. Everybody, that's one thing, you, Mike and Ray, you got to admit, there were so many wonderful people in that building. It oh, was yeah. amazing. God, that was an amazing place to work. And then, you know. And then, yeah. Yeah, no. But it wasn't, it was, you know, for me, I I knew nothing about radio, and then it showed. So Neither did I. Like, I just thought, oh, well, this is how it works. I had no perspective. So the ratings are just shooting through the roof, and Hamilton, Hamilton had a little edge to him, there's no question. And I'll be forever grateful because he's the one who wanted to hire me. Talk. And by the way, the owners at the time, I can't remember, there were two, two attorneys from Washington, D.C. I don't even remember their names The McKennas. Anymore. The McKennas, oh, yep, right. there you go. Yeah. They said there is no way we're hired, because he had fired me in 1982. Was it Bob McKenna? Bill McKenna? Yeah, Something? Yeah. Doesn't matter, whatever it was. He had fired me in 1982 from KQRS. I did about, I guess, about a half a year to a year there or something like that. He said, there is no way I'm hiring that guy. Not a chance. I'm not working with him again. Forget it. And literally about a week later, Disney bought the radio station and hired me. Right? So the ratings <laughs> go through the roof. We're just going, what the hell are we going to do next? Hamilton says, I got a great idea. Sends a moving van. What were the call letters again? KJJO. Yeah, KJ. KJ. Yeah, KJO. Well, because KJJO. they and in in just a little background, they were the ones I know at various times. They were the ones who were going to knock us off the air. Yes. Because yes, they, they were. were the yeah. new thing, and we weren't going to last another six weeks. That's correct. So Hamilton made them pay the price for that by sending a movie van, moving van with people dressed up, I believe, as moving van people. <laughs> yes, and well, it was Peter called was Mr. Them, Dickman's Moving Company. Yeah, Mr. Dickman. <laughs> <laughs> no, Peter was one of the driver, one of the yeah, the, he yeah. was the guy Movers, with the clipboard. Right? It was his first day at KQ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was back when radio was fun. Yeah, My God. Well, every day was an adventure. Well, it really it was. was. It was so competitive and fun. You know, you could and it yep. was live and it was. Alive. I remember be going doing nights and. I got Lastman. I'm at 104, and Lastman's at KQ, and he'd play. I'd be listening to each other, and he's like, "This is called the Meltdown," and we're playing Metallica, and I'd be over at 104. This is not the Letdown. I'm going to play even louder Metallica, and then he'd call me up, "You asshole, you can't." <laughs> but it wasn't. It wasn't so much fun for Kjo that day. Not for that no, day. No, it no. was not. <laughs> so then, what happened? I don't remember what did happen. Well, they, I was they, not they, involved. they showed up and I think Bryce was. Uh, Bryce was one was of the there one of the guys. And they were, yeah, they, they were there to, to repossess the, the office yeah, furniture. Yeah, they were going to move yep. the furniture. Then, then, yeah, then they loaded yeah. up all the office furniture and and people at, the people at Cajo, you know, there weren't many, but the people there were crying. 
(laughs) That's the sad part. That was a very strange place to work. Uh, When I was there, I remember that they had just switched it from classic hits to active rock more, you know, and and I remember this brand new group that came into the studio and they brought their vinyl album in with them uh, with the Geffen guy, and this is a group called Guns N' Roses, and we want you to play this song, Paradise City, and I literally was handed the vinyl with Axl Rose there. I'm filling in for Dave Dworkin in afternoons. Sure. And I have Guns N' Roses in the studio playing Paradise City. So how far how far did the moving van with the furniture in it get before it was stopped? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think it ever Peter got the furniture. The, the, I think the they just police, got there and they, they were discussing it. I think the police it. showed up. Yeah, well, no that was moved. before they could go. Okay, I wasn't sure about that. <laughs> But the thing yeah, about the but, hell. But, but, but wouldn't that, that have been great though if Peter Bourne had gotten arrested in his first day there? <laughs> the only way it could have made the story any better. <laughs> yeah. That would have been yes. like a TV show episode. <laughs> but they, the, these guys, when they changed the format, this is before the internet and before anybody being able to listen online, that kind of thing. Roy Park was the name of the owner, and he was in New York. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Out East, yeah. right? yep. And every time he would come to town, they'd change the format back to classic hits and start playing John Mellencamp again. And then when he'd leave town, it would be Slayer. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want him to know that they had That's an pretty actor. funny, Yeah, they, they would do that. I mean, oh, Roy Park's in town. I heard Jack and Diane again. Yeah, it's yeah let's... Uh... Get that new one out by Molly Hatchet. That was the most crazy bunch of lunatics I've, you know, wow, and that was the 80s, so there were some, oh. there was some pretty uh, crazy antics. And in Jeff, Jeff Gerbino, remember Jeff? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, nice guy. He, mm-hmm. he wound up doing the morning show, as I recall, and he would try to imitate me. And, of course, it was the biggest break I ever got, you know. A guy, somebody, a guy is imp, trying to imitate me. So I called him up, and I thanked him for it. And I said, just keep right. at it. I know it's going to work for you if you just keep doing this. <laughs> <laughs> it's gotten me where I am today. <laughs> Everything's just fine. Don't worry about a thing. God, it was fun in those days. I think Gerbino was at 93, yeah. though, wasn't he? I don't think he wasn't was at he 93. Yeah, I don't think Am he I was conflating? at God, I don't remember him being on the radio. I'm, I'm sure he was, but I just uh, yeah, yeah, maybe I that was 93. See, I'm already conflating. Those were wonderful days. Well, they when I ended up doing them, <clears throat> excuse me, I was um, doing a Halloween show one night at 104. Here I am, this punk kid, 20 years old, and everybody started showing up. And we're playing all this crazy music and, you know, weird Alice Cooper. And we've been, you know, it's just, we're trying to have fun with Halloween. But people are showing up in costumes and that worked there with their dates. And it got kind of chaotic on the air. And all of a sudden I look up and it's the general manager. It's about 10 o'clock on a Saturday night. He goes, who is responsible for this? <laughs> and I'm like, trying to raise my hand. Super, I'm me. You know, and he, the little kid, he goes over. He goes, you start mornings on Monday. <laughs> And, wow. Yeah. He goes, and they fired Bob Yates. <laughs> oh, yeah, Bob Yates oh, was yeah. there. That's right. Yeah. Whatever happened it, to him? I it was just too intellectual for them. Though, I thought he stage. was great. Yeah, I really, the thing I really is, enjoyed him. He had him. that kind of humor, though, that had to be explained a little right. bit. Mm-hmm. And for, you never met him either, did you? No. Yeah, he, did, he, uh, he almost wound up at TQRS, as I recall. Huh. Except oh, for uh, that two-steak uh, dinner. Who was oh, he, that's right. Who was he married to? It was a woman in media, wasn't she? It was. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, God, I can see her oh, face, I but I can't too. remember her name. Damn it, I can't remember her name. Andy's going, I don't think I can look it up with yeah. that. Where, did so, Yates end up in L.A.? I don't know. Not on the radio. I, not on the radio. I think he moved to Los Angeles, uh-huh. though, didn't he? I think. For some reason, see, I thought it was Texas, but I don't see, what know. See, what, what, what you guys don't know is, is that Bob Yates had a very famous, well, Maybe not famous, maybe infamous dinner 
my you know my dinner with Tom and Dave, and um, but uh, he had a apparently had a very profound appetite that night, didn't he? He did, yeah. <laughs> he absolutely did. Yeah, he was not a friendly person. Let me put it that huh. way. The best way to put it is he's not the real friendly guy. I will tell you. Apparently, I, he felt as 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 you told the story, Tom and Dave. Apparently, he felt that maybe perhaps the interview wasn't going well. Uh, yes, I would say. <laughs> and so, so before they they uh, left, he ordered a, another dinner to go. <laughs> That's right. He did. He ordered a dinner to go. You're absolutely right. And Hammy he wasn't real happy about that either. That's not but, a great move. No, <laughs> no. kind of a bad that, form. It was not going to work anyway. I mean, yeah. we, we did interview a bunch of good. I wanted. Uh, I tried to get Tim Russell in at one time, but Dave, I, for some reason, didn't want him. I love Tim Russell working with him. Yeah. Worked with Garrison Keeler quite uh, well, right up to the end of the show, right? Yeah. But yeah, Garrison. I got to call Garrison. I haven't talked to him for about a year. You guys talk to Garrison? You actually in touch with him? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I, I didn't know to that. Him about once a year, something like that. Yeah. He's very, very nice to me. Garrison has always been. I've only talked to him a couple of times, but he's always been very, very nice to me. I, I thought he got kind of a raw deal. He did. Sort of style when he's. He kind of has this thing going a little bit, where he's kind of <laughs> keeps it on one level. Right. Yeah, Tom, Dude, you're from Anoka. Knock it off. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he is was, from Anoka. He was you're Gary right. from Anoka. Right. But he was, but yeah. he created a persona and it worked for him. You can't hold, yep. hold that against the guy, and no, especially I after I humiliated him on the softball field. I remember. Battle of I the remember very clearly. I don't know why I just thought of this moment on the morning show. And, Tom, I think I brought this up to you more than once before because it's one of my favorite <laughs> moments is when you had Ike Turner on. Oh, sure. And, yeah. and Ike, I, what a BSer. He wouldn't, he wouldn't man up to anything, the rumors about things in his life. He didn't. He, 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 they never even had bad words, Imantina. Well, there was that one time. I think that one time we said the F word, but uh, it was just that one time. <laughs> and Tommy, yeah, right. This is right when uh, "What's Love Got to Do with It" came yeah. out. And, so, and then he says to me, he "Goes, well, well, my biggest problem was the girls. You know, I've always been hoish." <laughs> I remember that. I have always been hoish. Well, Tom, Tom, I, re- I remember like... you. I remember. I remember you telling the story about. His response to the allegations that he had physically abused her. Do you remember that? Yeah. What? No, I don't remember what he said though. Because that was a great. He did a great interview. And he, uh, well, what he said, as I recall, was something like, uh, "I didn't hit her no more than any man would have." <laughs> That's right. You're right. Well, everybody hits their wife, don't they? Everybody beats the piss out of their wife, don't they? Uh, and I remember oh, right okay. after that interview ended, I was still looking for call time, hearing, and now. Uh, yeah, Ike's got his own book coming out called Women's Be Talking Too Much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's right. <I> <laughs> Women's Be Talking Too this Much. Day, just, I keep remembering. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to look for that. <laughs> God. Got me rolling now. Oh. Uh, I just think this is, you know, I will tell you one thing. You guys bringing up radio and the stuff that's happening in radio. The timing on this is not I've just been sent about... I don't know. At least a dozen emails. Apparently, my old place of business is going to have a have a little get together or kind kind of deal. Yeah, hmm. you know, I'm not a, a prick like a lot of people are, so I won't say who wrote this, but you'll be able to figure it out. Uh, they're going to get together to introduce people to the new guy. Blah blah blah. Uh, it says uh, it's on Thursday at f- uh, February 16th at 6 p.m. Um, Everybody will be there, but make sure you respond. Our, please RSVP for the Thursday, February 16th uh, at 6 p.m. Uh, showing. Uh, you have to respond by February 22nd. 
Uh, I, yeah, Oops. yeah. That uh, there may have been. Uh, I don't know if there was a hallucinatory aspect to that. Or... <laughs> no, that's just radio. That is radio <laughs> management, one hundred percent. So you can't even point to the person and go, "God, what a dope." You know, I must. Have, my invitation. Every general manager would do that. My invitation somehow must have been sent to the wrong email address. Yeah, I didn't get mine either. But apparently, all our a lot of listeners to this show. Uh, Saw it. I just. But wouldn't you? Does anybody <laughs> check their work anymore? That well, actually was on Facebook. Hi, I'm Kevin Jonas Sr. You might know my sons, Kevin, Joe, Nick, and Franklin. Our lives have been filled with family, faith, and phenomenal music. And now I want to share some legendary moments with you. This is legendary, and I lived it. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find the legendary I Lived It podcast on every major podcast platform or watch us on YouTube. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button or more information. You can go and visit storicmedia.com. And we are back with Stretch's Picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. So uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SaberHeating.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home listed on the MLS and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. I have a question for Ray. Is there anybody that doesn't like you? Well, here's the reason that I say this. So I don't post much about this podcast on the KQ group, but I thought because Ray's going to be here and Mike and Tom, it's kind of like a mini reunion, and I thought the people would kind of like that. So I put it, well, you saw it. It Uh Tune in to Car Selling Secrets Thursday at 1030, uh, Ray Erickson Studio with Stretch and Tom. And, you know, I have to tell you this, Tom, and you've probably heard this before, there's a few people that like to take shots at you, and they're like, no. Ask him if he grew up in North Minneapolis and stuff like that. But sure. everybody's like, God, I love Ray. Can't wait to hear him. This is going to be awesome. Nobody says you suck. What's, how does that happen? Uh, that I don't suck? No, no, that Ray doesn't suck. Everything was positive. <laughs> well, Ray's a good guy. But you have to remember one thing. You know what that is all about. People said, oh, he's talking about North Minneapolis. 
because where I grew up, again in a in a Catholic, Black, and Jewish neighborhood, mm-hmm. I understand the 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 whole blend, the whole the society part of it, the religion part of it, and all these people who live out in Westbrook, you know, whispering acres, those you know semi-rich people, <laughs> sure. they think they know all about it. They don't have a goddamn clue what they're talking about, and they resent the fact that I grew up there and I know exactly what I, they're talking. I about. I think that's part of it. I think it's more it's huge to the point that. You can't be on live radio five days a week, four and a half, five hours a day for 35 years talking about yourself without occasionally repeating a story. I mean, it's impossible. Well, yeah. Nobody has that fascinating a life. Well, you kind of have to, too, right. because it's, to. It's, like, it's like with music. I mean, the yeah. good songs are going to get played again because they're right. good enough to air the well, first time. I thought, I thought Ray grew up on the north side because, uh, you know, with a name like Ray Eric, I always assumed that maybe... His real name was something like Raymond Erickson. But then I found out it was actually Shecky Finkelstein. <laughs> yeah. Shecky! <Yeah. laughs> Plymouth, and, uh, Plymouth and Penn Plymouth is where you grew up, right there in the right. corner. Right. In, the home, in the Homewood neighborhood. Dave wants to know if you're from Amory. No, not at all. I'm no. from uh, Columbia Heights. Columbia Heights. There you oh, go. Columbia Heights. Or as Clem Haskins would say, Columbia Heights. Columbia Heights. <laughs> Do you remember that commercial? I used to love that. Remember, Clem Haskins used to drop. Oh, yeah. Final yep. S's on things. Oh, I don't remember. So that. He on his own a, name, he's like Clem Haskins. And he would, yeah. add, he would add them when they weren't there, but <laughs> then he, he would subtract them when they were there. For yeah. in Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Chetsu, and I remember Columbia there was a, a bit that came out on the morning show: Clem Haskins and the Gopher at William Marina. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh you know, God, he was he was brutal. really a great guy to just to listen to his stories. Yeah. A lot of people never had the chance to do that. And he was a good coach. Yeah. And so there was a minor little scandal. I want scandals too much. Don't you think violation. by today's standards? It was a violation. It was a little violation, yeah. You used to do that kind of a semi-car thing in the neighborhoods. Driving, I remember as a kid with my dad down university, going to the convention center to go mm-hmm. to the auto show every year or whatever we were doing downtown at the time. Uh, St. Anthony Parkway, there was a bridge there, and it's still there. It's a new bridge now, but there was a concrete bridge, and there was a graffiti art with a guy that looked a little like Mac Davis with a cigarette in his mouth, curly, hmm. dark hair, and, okay. it just, and it said, Cats, K-A-T-Z, Cats is cool. And that was on that bridge, and every we'd always look, hey, Cats <laughs> is cool, it's still there, it's still there. Well, finally it got painted over, and the city fixed it or whatever, and, and I'm like, oh, Cats is cool, is gone. I was just hurt by that. Damn it. A few years later, it's back up, but now this guy, Cats, has aged a little. He's got kind of a double chin, and the cigarette's hanging kind of crooked, and he looks like an idiot. It says, Cats is a dink. <laughs> <laughs> well... That's the well, story of our lives, isn't it? <laughs> it really it is. It was like five, seven or eight years later, and he reappears now. He casts on second a thought. <laughs> no one's cool forever. No, oh, I missed that. I think that was Morris Katz. He is a guy I grew up with, but oh, Morris! You know, I, I actually grew up. Morris. I grew up on the north side. I never yeah, talked and... much about that, but I the first place I ever lived was on Newton Avenue. Yeah, but you moved when you were like nine months old. Well, we, it was time to get out, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> it was time to get out. <laughs> See, now that I like. That works for me. No, I, I, one thing I, I will add to that, by the way, you're probably right in that I am very unusual because I grew up in the poorest neighborhood in the entire state of Minnesota, but I loved it. 
and I'm very proud to be from North Minneapolis. So if you don't like my pride where I grew up, why don't you kiss my sister's black cat's ass? What do you think of that? But I am. I'm very, very happy and proud to be from North Minneapolis. I love that place. And where love did that it. line originate? I'm trying to remember. Uh, it was Bo Hopkins in the movie uh, Wild Bunch. Oh, uh, yes, Wild Bunch, yes. yes. He's on the porch and they're about to kill him. He goes, why don't you just kiss my sister's black cat's ass? What's that? <laughs> But still, the what I think one of the weirdest random lines from a movie's got to be Jack Nicholson in The Shining when he's talking about Nurse Ratchet. Yeah, it's right at the beginning. He goes, "One week, and I could put a bug so far up her ass she won't know whether to shit or wind her wristwatch." <laughs> That's interesting. You know. I mean, what weird line that is! That's, right? That's great. Let me ask you guys a question about that, because it just popped into my head just now. You notice that people don't talk very much anymore about where they're from or what they're all about or what they believe or that stuff. Is it kind of taboo now to give people an inside to your being? Are you kidding? Yeah. You look at social that? media. We're that's what I'm people saying. People ate for breakfast. It's like that's what I'm saying. They'll yeah. talk about that. Well, people it's... don't want to talk about you know the the silver spoon that kind of thing. No, they're not going to talk about that. I mean, I grew up on Cretan Avenue in St. Paul, and I. I, I like to tell the story just because it was Cretan Avenue, you know. Yeah, Cretan. What, and I, what's better? But And also because when I tell people I grew up in St. Paul, it's it's such an ugly stereotype. But they'll say, Highland Park? And I, Boy, I, don't, I don't know what to well, say. Tony Lee grew up in Highland Park. Yeah, well, I did not. <laughs> but <laughs> You did not. I grew up exactly. actually very close to St. Thomas. Yeah. Much yep. closer there than to Highland Park. So, you know, but the, a lot of great stories about growing up in Cretan Avenue and all the pricks who, oh, I'm sorry, I just... <laughs> See, there you go. There was a fair amount of prejudice in those days. There was, across the board, though. And, and by the way, right. one, of the, one of the big ones up there, when you get beyond skin color, was how much money you had. Mm-hmm. If you were a poor person, you got treated like shit. I mean, that's just a fact. Well, it's never changed. Well, yeah, it's probably true. It hasn't changed very much. Yeah, you're probably right about that. But I, I really wish people would get back to being themselves and being proud of who they are. Look, I got a great wife, great kids, grandkids, I'm wonderful friends, had a wonderful career. Well, I got nothing to be crabby about. You know what I mean? No, I don't. <laughs> I mean, not for you, for me. That's more oh. me now, Mike. More me now. No, no, I'm I cut just... down on my dosage, so I guess I, I, I feel the same way. See? Well, you have a wonderful family. There's no question about it. The kids. Kids are great. Yeah, no, I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, there's, we've, we've all been pretty fortunate. Yeah, no question about it. But you don't hear anybody how happy they are for you. It's always, oh, you asshole. It's like, <laughs> come on. Could you be happy for somebody? Well, the other, thing, the other thing is you did have a great advantage there. Of, you know, you weren't, you, weren't, you weren't living in a, like today people are just sorting themselves off, off you know. That's what they do. So it's we live in this tribal country now. Yeah. But you were fortunate to have the experience of being among a lot of a lot of people people from different cultures because as the anthropologists say, there you there's there's actually no advancing a, a culture without the classic the uh, clash of cultures. That's what yep. that's what advances us as a society. Well, I got a problem for you there, Mike, and everybody else on the show, because I was talking to a friend of mine who is a brilliant psychologist. This guy, I mean, the guy is really smart. Mm -hmm. And I asked him, what is the problem with the world, my God? And he said, Tom, you cannot mention my name if you tell anybody. Do not tell them I said this. But the problem we have in the world right now, no one can get along 
because it's very difficult for one and a half billion people to get along with seven billion morons. (laughs) (laughs) And counting. (laughs) And counting, baby. And He said it's true. There's proof that 80 to 85% of people now cannot think clearly at all. They just can't. Well, once once you take reading out of the uh, out of the equation, yes, sir, thinking goes right with it. That's very true. Yep. And he said that's exactly what's going on. Nobody reads anything anymore, and they're getting dumber by the day. Yeah, no question. Unfortunate. And now back to the happiness of the podcast with <laughs> I have Doug some, I have some exciting news. Hopefully, you'll think it's exciting. So last, uh, <clears throat> sorry, next week will be my last car selling secrets for a while because I'm going to be in Mexico. With my wife, working, not just partying, but I found a guest host to fill in for me. Yeah, who's that? Mayor of <laughs> South St. Paul, Jimmy Francis. Whoa, Jimmy. He hasn't been on in a while. I know. So he's going to do, I think, Jimmy. three weeks in a row. So, Is he really? Yeah. I asked him, Jimmy's I said, I got guy. three open, you can pick one. He goes, well, could I do them all? I said, sure. <laughs> Is he a car guy? No. Oh, he's just, well, why you, not? You know Jimmy, it's... He says, can I line up some guests? I said, dude, you can do whatever you want. I don't care. Do whatever you want on So there. next week you'll be on. I'll be on next but week. But not, not after that for about three weeks. Yeah, for about three weeks. Okay. Um, he actually tried to get, uh, I think a week ago when I couldn't make it at the last minute, he was going to do it, and then he couldn't. And he oh. tried to get Mishki. He wanted to do it, but he was tied up. Mishki hasn't been on this show in, God, yeah, five years. Long long time. Yeah, I think it's longer than that. Yeah. So. We'll see. We'll see what he comes up with. So I think it'll be fun. Have can you he, never... If there's a blizzard, can he pick me up on the way? I would yes. suspect he probably could. I mean, if he's going to fill in for you. You'd have to give him your address, though. I don't yeah. know if you have that kind of relationship with him yet. No, I, I've never yeah. met him, but. Well, oh, he's, he's a great wonderful. guy. He's really funny. You just take out a P.O. box and give him that address, and then you hang out by it. Well, I know one thing. I It didn't work when I, took, when I gave DoorDash my address. <laughs> oh, my God. They're having a few problems these days, huh? Well, Did you hear just, about that kid yesterday? Uh-uh. No. Some guy, his kid was making a bunch of noise, and the guy was trying to carry on a little business. And he, you know, he was forced to take the kid along and all the rest of it, mm-hmm. and the kid wouldn't be quiet. So he said, here. And he typed on a, punches something in on his phone for the kid to play with. Huh? They get home, and they're at $1,000 worth of DoorDash the kid ordered. Oh, wow. Oh, no. <laughs> See, and, and I'm upset because my $24 order wound up at the Alfa Romeo dealership. <laughs> well, if you've ever sold Alphas before, you did them a favor. It's a, it can be a long well, time they, in between I hope they enjoyed us. the pancakes, that's all, you know. Nobody ever sent food when I was working. Well, you worked at a Lexus store, for crying out loud. I almost forgot about that. I, mean, I did five months. There. So tell tell us tell us about that. I know you were excited, and then side of the bloom went off the rose after a while. I was excited to give something else a try when I left. You know, yep. retired as it were from radio, and I thought I'm going to go do something else. So I, I got it, and I thought I'm going to shoot for the moon. I'm either going to sell BMW or, or Lexus or something, and and I sent out five feelers, and they all called me, which was kind of cool. And I went into Lexus, and I did it, and it was this huge training process. Did they that I, ask you what Tom was really like? no but they did ask me how well i knew him yeah you must know tom it was like that kind of um but i got in all that training and got it all again i'd like to procure i like to connect people i like to find something for somebody the hunt is what i'm into and when there's no uh zero inventory it's even more challenging yeah and so i was able to do that and I, i think i did it pretty well and i was successful at it i just didn't like 
the whole process. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that. I've got I've got someone. I'm going to sell them a car. I'm all, I got them what they want, and now I got to sit down. They got to meet this manager and meet that manager, and then I got to set down. They, they got to get on the you know the, the the calendar for this, the calendar for that, and the delivery dates, and this, that, and the other thing. And then I got to try to upsell all this, and I just hated doing. And that. we never dealt with much bureaucracy in radio. We never. I, I I was there 25 years. You were there like. What? How, how many years, Tom? Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. And I don't know about yep. you, but I never got a memo. Not no, once. there were not a lot of memos. Twenty-five well, years, no memos. memos. Uh, well, I would have liked a memo every now and then that would just tell me when I was on vacation. That's the only memo I, I, I didn't get that I would have liked. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but other than that, it was kind of nice not to have a bureaucracy. Well, I found that I my end my last few weeks of working in, at KQRS, it might I just didn't have the zip or the focus that I'd had years before yep. and I was just burnt so burnt and then and I told Tom this too I don't know if we remember this story but one of the final straws was a mistake that I made that made the station look really bad you know and oh that was you yeah uh, the the 45 minutes of commercial <laughs> straight without any content. it still happens by the way <laughs> somebody just called me the other night and said they they heard uh, I think like the mo- 20 minutes of silence and then 10 minutes of commercial that's the thing about all this automation stuff, because yeah, when, when yeah, we would yeah. fill in, and the, I did hundreds of Best of the Morning Show hours yeah. back in the day. I would do it hung over or still up from the night before and still be able to focus and do it and be, have, be right. But when you're doing everything from afar, and, and I missed an email is what it was. Mm-hmm. Hey, Morning Show's going to be off one more day. And I thought they were coming back on Tuesday. So I had regular... Had to set up for a show, mm-hmm. no music, no uh, no best of content or anything. It was just spots because that's all there is. And I remember getting going up and no one had said anything. No one called. No one caught it. And it was 10 after 6, and I was hearing a spot that should have been running at 8 a.m. I think if that happened today, the ratings would improve. <laughs> Ouch. It might be Ouch. right. But I was like, oh, my yeah, they God. So I, had, I quick logged on and went into the machine, and I went, where's the morning show? What happened? Where are they? And I'm like, I better play Freebird and figure this out. Yeah. i got to slow this thing down because we're burning up spots like there's no tomorrow. And that's when I realized I, my head was just not... I'm not doing this yeah. right anymore. It's like I'm not doing it right, and you got to know when to step aside. I'm like, okay, now that is the final straw. <clears throat> okay, you now know? I have a question. Yeah. I want to tie this in. Why don't you think about doing a podcast yourself? I don't have any content. What do you mean you don't have any content? You talked on the air for 30 years, for Christ's sake. <laughs> We've been listening to the content, content for the last hour. I can so. grin an hour out of me, but how am I going to sustain it? It hasn't stopped day, me. A day-to-day and having some kind of content. You can't use any music or anything because of the license and stuff. Yeah. And, well, Andy and can help you with that. Copyrights and that kind of thing. But I, what do I have to offer? You know, I'm good. I'm a good, uh, you know... Second guy or third guy, you know, let a host now bounce off. See, I disagree. I think you guys did a great job with car selling. Hey, car selling secrets went on for 45 minutes. That's never happened. Yeah, it's rare. We can, we, can, we can go the, months without talking about cars. One thing I can I can talk about maybe is the cars, but yeah, it's, it's about I'd run out of material pretty quick. I disagree. I think you do a great job. Yeah. Our podcast. Let's go. Here we go. <laughs> All right, what else? Oh, my God, we only got five minutes left. Or seven minutes left. What the hell is that? Well, now uh, if we got on the subject of radio, that could be a whole, that's a whole other conversation. Oh, yeah. No, you guys oh, can yeah. go get a lot of material. Well, hey, Tom, that. I don't know if you know, but I did, uh, I did dabble in it a little bit last Friday. You did what? I dabbled in radio. I did a guest shift afternoons on WDGY. I heard that. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I didn't hear that. Yeah, I heard it because you texted me about it. 
Or somebody sent me the text about it. Yeah, I just thought, I'll do it. Yeah, they just wanted me to guest. I said, sure. I've been doing a little bit of their their their, their liners and imaging and that stuff and mm-hmm. played around with their music a little bit and you know, ironed out a couple of wrinkles. and, and so, No, I, t- I actually, I texted you uh, that uh, they would like to hear from you or they'd like to have a have you go something with the Catman or something just to like a one Oh, they have, a, they have an anniversary coming up or something? It's the 100th anniversary this year of the call letters. Wow. How about this? Wow. WDGY, yet another station I was fired from. There, there, there's my one-liner. <laughs> that would work, whatever. Yeah, they'd probably play that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Marsh Walzer wanted to get a hold of you. That's what Marsh is a good guy. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just ran into him at a Twins game this past summer because he does some work around. I don't know what the hell he does around there, but I ran into him. and I either run into Marsh Walzer at Twins games or at uh, Lunds and Byerly. Those are the two places I run into him. He right does. There. He's he's a retired general manager. So yeah. for over there. So what he's doing is he's just he's playing the role of a GM from afar. He's down in Florida right now and basking in the sun. So, and I was kind of their uh, retired consultant a little bit. And can, can they bring back Jim Dandy? I love Jim Dandy. Yeah, I knew Tom Laverne would. Baker? Jim Dandy. He was the. He was oh, like he was saying. like their 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 number wasn't he like the number one disc jockey at WDGY way back and when Oh God yes absolutely he was They've got a few like big, uh, formers that are doing liners and stuff for them so they're popping up you know. Jim Dandy's oh, probably good. not alive yeah. anymore though uh, Probably not most of them aren't yeah. but That's very very true But it's fun to you know step into a place that's got fourteen total employees Yeah. And, you know, if they want, if I, I got an idea on music, I contact the owner and president of the company goes, yeah, yeah, do it. <laughs> do you know why it's called WDGY? It has to do with the doctor that started it. That's correct. The doctor who started Dr. George Young, yep. DGY. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I hated Ouija, though. I made him take the W down because I hated... You're listening to Ouija. It's I've like, been no. saying Ouija a few because that's the It's on their T-shirts and everything. Well, I, I felt know. the same way when I was at Comfy. I always say K- <laughs> KMFY. Yeah, well... You know, we're called Comfy. I'm like, oh, I know. Yeah, well, and you have the same, uh, the same name as, like, a diaper brand. Yeah, I can see where. <laughs> or something. I don't know. I got yelled at <clears throat> a few years ago uh, by iHeart for... Calling it K Fan on the air. Oh, you can't it's, do that. No, it's K F A N. Oh, I'm why can't me. you call it oh, K Fan? Really? They they were very huh. very. It was when I was doing live stuff with Rosie, so it was probably longer than five years. Oh ago. yeah, yeah. Uh, so you don't want to do that with KQRS because if you shorten it up to one yeah, word, it doesn't, no, no, then, no, no. you don't want to do that. No. Well, that's okay now. <laughs> yeah, Brad, oh, yeah. that's true because people will buy. Yeah, that's that's true. You have, uh, mm-hmm. because that was that was the whole deal. K, it stands for quality radio station, of course. Mm-hmm. That's what the QRS stands for. Mm-hmm. But of course, when people shortened it up to K queers, it was mm-hmm. like mm, probably not a good idea. No, nowadays it would just be, but, but it would now be, it'd be just fine. fine. Yeah, be kind of cool. It would be fine. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right, anything else going on? I think we're at the end of the road. See what I did? Right. Yeah. We covered cars. it all. You know, because cars top go on roads. To bottom. Uh-oh. From top to bottom, <laughs> we covered it. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to Ray Eric for his first and hopefully not last time on Car Selling Secrets. It was yes. great to connect yeah, with you and you, great Ray. stories. Thanks for uh, having me. And I'll be on next week and then the following several weeks. Uh, then Jimmy Francis warm. will be filling in for me as I bask from the mm-hmm. the sun in Mexico. I'll probably call in just to give Jimmy a hard time. I love it. We'll send Works you a tie line down there. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, there you go. No problem. Over and out, everybody. See you next week.